Welcome to Glow Podcasting, where we together will learn how to live successfully and triumphantly as kingdom absolutes for Christ Jesus on the earth, as we sit at his feet and learn of his wisdom, receiving of his grace, and walking in the light of his word. Today we will be receiving faith for change in our lives and learning how to cause a positive change in the world around us. It is noteworthy that faith is the currency by which we live. For thrice over the Lord made it clear to us that the just shall live by faith. In the day and age we live in, faith is required as a principal force by which we live through the uncertain times, the dangerous times, the challenging times we're faced with in our world today. But in Christ Jesus, we have been redeemed from the toil. We have been redeemed from every affliction and oppression of the enemy. And if we can walk by faith in the light of his word, we are sure and we are guaranteed victory in every area. And not only that, we're also empowered to cause a positive change in the world around us. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that have labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, come and you will find rest for your souls. You find that over in Matthew 11 verse 33. Again, he said in Matthew 6 from verse 20 to 33, he says, refuse to worry about what to eat, what to wear, what to drink, what to put on, because the sparrows and the birds of the air and the lilies of the field neither toil nor spin, yet the Lord takes care of them and they never come short. Oh, glory to God. They never come short. They never have to worry about what will happen the next minute, the next second, the Lord takes care of them and the trust that the Lord will, the trust that he is able to take care of them. Interestingly, they don't grow. They don't, they don't abound. Neither do they grow by toiling nor by spinning nor by taking thought for their lives. And Jesus asks a pertinent question. He said, which one amongst you is able to add an inch or a cubit to their height or to their abundance by taking foot, by worrying, by being anxious. One thing anxiety does is that it stresses us out. It weakens our creativity. It it makes us focus on what is going wrong rather than on what is working. And when we are of that disposition, we can never see a way out. We can never see, have a, a positive mindset towards our victory or our liberty. Neither would we be able to cause a change. But when we begin to focus more on the truth of God's word, begin to focus more on the goodness, the possibility of our getting out of that situation because we have have a good God on our side, then we will be able to rise up strong, will be full of courage and of confidence in God because boldness comes where the word of God dwells. Boldness comes where the word of God dwells, where the heart of the Father is known, 
we're sure to be bold. And the scripture says the righteous is as bold as a lion. I see that being your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. So he says right here that they neither grow by toiling nor by taking thought for their lives, but they trust in the one who created them, knowing that he that created them will take care of them. He that created them will take care of them. I remember a time in my life I was going through certain challenges and certain situations and I found myself struggling under the weight and the pressure of it. And the Lord said to me, I need you to trust that I will take care of you. And I need you to risk yourself on me. Do you want to experience change in your life? This is your wisdom for today. Trust that God will take care of you. Trust that he has your best interest at heart. And from that understanding and from that knowing, you need to begin to risk yourself upon the Lord. You need to begin to risk yourself upon the truth that he's revealing to you by you taking up his word and just doing only what he says and resting in the assurance of hope and faith that is able to perform his word in your life. Now, it is not worthy that faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know the heart of your father towards you, you will doubt every of his instructions, every of his word, every of his direction to you. And something about his direction and his leadership in our lives is that it is tailored towards causing a positive change in us, causing a positive change around us, causing a positive change for us. But it begins by knowing the will, the heart of the father. Remember father Abraham, he was leaving with his family, he was leaving with his father. And then the Lord said, come out. I need you to come out from your kindred, step away from your father's house, from everything you're familiar with, not unto a, a certain place, but to a land that I would show you what height of trust that had to be. But yet we found him obeying God. And in doing so, his life changed completely. No longer was he a uh, an old man still living in his father's house, but he became a formidable force to be reckoned with that even the Philistine world had to come to him, had to bow to him, had to make peace treaties with him because God made him great in abundance of cattle, of sheep, of servants, he was so influential and powerful. And that was the least of his influence upon the earth. Because down the line, he became the father of the nation of Israel. And not just that, the father of all those who believe in Christ Jesus. And so the fake message is never complete without talking about Father Abraham. But it all began in knowing the will of God for his life, believing it, and risking his life upon him. When we can see, know, and understand the heart of the Father to us, we'll never doubt his intention towards us, nor his capacity in us and in our affairs, even when doubt comes knocking at the door. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve never understood this truth. They never really understood the heart of the Father towards them. 
And that was why when the, the devil came and tempted Eve to say, look, the Lord is asking you not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because he doesn't want you to be like him. That was a wrong statement. That was a lie. Because they were already like him. They were already as God was. Because he said, come let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. So there wasn't any difference between Adam and God or even God. And that was why the name which Adam called every animal God created, that name they began to bear even until this day. Because he was operating from the same realm. The same DNA of God was in him. And he was operating from that very same realm. They were exactly like God. What God was shielding them from was for them not to be corrupted. Before he having to come to reveal the entirety of how the world came to be. And the corruption that may want to set him that may want to set in, begins to manifest. God wanted them to first begin to know. And that was why in the cool of the day, the Lord will descend and will come commune with them so that he was revealing to them lines upon lines, precept upon precept, but they wanted to jump classes. They were already doubting the heart of God. They were beginning to doubt that he had their best interest at heart. And that is always the weak link in us when we begin to doubt that God has our best interest at heart we will refuse his instruction we will refuse his leadership in our lives we will doubt his promises in our lives and that always leads to our fall and our devastation but no more it is time for change it is time for the light of Christ Jesus to shine in our lives shine in our hearts unto a positive change and I see that being our testimonies not only in our lives but we also rising up tall to cause a change in our world in our vicinity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ so when we begin to doubt the will of God in our lives we begin to fail and we begin to fall because no more will we believe his words no more will we strive to live by faith but rather we'll begin to try to live on our own terms and living on our own terms always leads to devastation. Everything happening in the world today is a proof of that. Man trying to live on his own terms never works because man only knows about what is happening in his environment. He's so limited about what is going to happen in the future. All that man is privy to is what has happened in his past and what is happening in his present. And by what is, has happened in the past and what is happening in the present, he tries to make it focused for the future. But the truth about it is that all things are never equal. Things always changes in ways that we list emerging. And only the Alpha and the Omega, who sees the end from the beginning, has the perfect plot, has the perfect map to our destiny. And when we trust in him, we will be able to change the circumstances around us by aligning with his word. So knowing the heart of God for us will Help us never to doubt his intention towards us, nor his capacity in us and in our affairs. And when doubt comes knocking at our door, 
will be resolute like Abraham was, being fully persuaded that God is able to do just what he said to us. He's able to perform his words in our lives. Faith isn't focused on logic. Faith isn't focused on the status quo or the happenings around. Rather, it is resolute in God, in his word, to do just what he says in our lives, on our behalf, and through us unto others and to the world at large. We see the story of Israel and Elisha when there was such grievous famine in the land to the point that women were eating up their children. That famine was so grievous that women were beginning to feast on their own children because the enemies of the state had laid a siege round about the land. But eventually when the prophet of God stepped in, there came a change. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Second Kings, Second Kings 7, beginning from verse 1. But prior to that, let's see what led up to this um, in Second Kings 6, beginning from verse 24. And it happened after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and sieged and besieged Syria. Uh, beg your pardon, and besieged Samaria. And there was great famine in Samaria, and indeed the besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for eight shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of dove droppings for five shekels of silver. How expensive that was. Then as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, and a woman cried out to him saying, help my Lord, O king. And he said, if the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you from the th threshing floor or from the winepress? Then the king said to her, what is troubling you? And she answered, this woman said to me, give your son that we may eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we bawled my son and ate him. And I said to her the next day, give your son that we may eat him. But she had eaten her son. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes and he as a past by on the wall and the people looked and there underneath he had sackcloth on his body then he said god do so to me and more also if the head of elisha the son of shaphat remains on him today but elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him and the king sent a man ahead of him but before the messenger came to him he said to the elders do you see how this son of a murderer has sent someone to take away my head. Look, when the messengers come, shut the doors and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he was still talking with him, there was the messenger coming down to him. And then the king said, surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow, glory to Jesus, tomorrow, about this time, a seer of fine 
flour shall be sold for a shekel and two sears of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. What a crashing price. Isn't this exactly like what is happening in the world today? So much farming, so much pestilence, so much sickness, so much so much plague, so much disease going on. Things prize Ike everywhere. Things getting rough and tough. But imagine the prophet of God coming around to say to you, things are going to be so cheap that a car will be sold for $20. That is enough for you to scoff about and say, come off it. That is not possible. How could that be? How can this thing be? And in fact, this is exactly what happened right here in this day, on this day in the land of Israel. So an officer on whose end the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord will make windows of heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so you read on the, down the line for the sake of time, we will be able to go through the scripture in your personal study. I encourage us to read on through to the end. But the, at the end of the day, this prophecy came to pass. And this very officer who doubted the word of the Lord was trampled at the gate according to the words of of the prophet of God that had been spoken. But the interesting thing about it was that this prophecy didn't come by the end of any of the nobles of the land, but through lepers who dared to step out in faith, who dared to walk on the reality of the word that was before us. They were ready to risk themselves upon the Lord. As a matter of fact, let's see, let's see this interesting display by this uh, lepers and so we see here in verse 3 says now there were four lepers uh, at the entrance of the gate and they said to one another why are we sitting here until we die if we say we'll enter the city the famine is in the city and we shall die there and if we sit here we shall also die now therefore come let us surrender to the army of the Syrians if they keep us alive we shall leave and if they kill us we shall only die and they rose at the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians and when the, they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp to their surprise, no one was there, for the Lord had caused the armies of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. So they said one to another, look, the king of Israel had hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when this lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one camp and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid. Then they said one to another, we're not doing right. This day is a good day. It's a day of good news. And we remain silent if we wait until morning lights and punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. 
the king household. So they went and called to the gates keepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied, and the tent intact. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the house. Uh, to the king's household. So the king arose in the night and said to his servant, let me now tell you what the Syrians has done. They know that we are hungry. So even the king was in doubt. No wonder scripture says in the book of First Corinthians that God makes foolish the wisdom of the wise and he makes, he confounds them by the foolish things of this world. You can spend time there meditating on First Corinthians 13. Why? Because many times our thought, our, our um, self-wisdom, our ideas, our concept, our intellectual uh, prowess it's always stands in the way of the change that God is about to bring to us. God gives us simple instructions or we, see, we, we have a leading or a nudge to do something and then we begin to question it and say how can this thing be as long as you keep questioning it you'll keep hindering the testimony that ought to come your way you'll keep hindering the move of god's power on your behalf look at what the lepers did they did exactly what the fowl of the air what the lilies of the field will always do. They refuse to carry the care about their lives. They chose to risk their life on God. They said, look, let's go to the camp of the Syrians. Things are already bad as it is. Let's just step out and fit the prophet of God has already spoken. Let's just go. And if we perish, we perish. But at the end of the day, they didn't. Rather, they became the vessels through which God wrought a great change for Israel. And according to the words that the prophet of God had spoken, a, a, a seer or a fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. This is the doing of the Lord and it is able to replicate itself in our lives if only we believe if only we lay hold to God's word, believing everything he says, refusing to doubt, refusing to be wise in our own eyes, refusing to allow our intellectual uh, abilities, our intellectual wisdom to get in the way of what God is doing for us. Because the wisdom of God is higher than the wisdom of man. The highest wisdom of man is foolishness to God. Scripture says, and the so-called foolishness of God is higher than the greatest wisdom of man. So it is noteworthy that God speaks according to his size and not according to our limits. When we can look past our limits into his plan for our lives, nations and countries will bow at our feet will prevail in the midst of the crisis, will prevail in the midst of the pestilence, will prevail in the midst of the storm, and the Lord through us will cause a marvelous change to be wrought upon the earth. So many examples through scriptures of ordinary men, ordinary women who took hold upon God's word and caused a change. Talk about Deborah. In her day, she was considered a weak minority, but she was a prophet and she believed the word of the Lord over the examples and the 
abilities of warlords who had gone to war many times and through all a great war was won by her boldness obeying the word of God, refusing to fear. As long as we continue to examine the indices, the physical indices, the economic indices, we will keep going down. But when we look up and trust only in God and in his word, we're sure to experience great change and great testimonies and liberty in our lives. Also, we see the story of the marriage in Canaan which ran out of wine and just by a simple unlikely instruction by Jesus to the servants in that marriage in Cana, there came great transformation and water was turned to wine. Water was turned to wine. Let's open our Bibles to John 2. Let's open our Bibles to John 2. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what do I have to do with that? What does my, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour is not yet. And his mother said to the servants, whatsoever. Now this is very key whatsoever he says to you to do do it now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the jews concerning 20 and 30 garlands apiece and jesus said to them fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim and he said to them draw some out now and take it to the master now it's bad enough he said they should fill the water pots with water and then the next thing he says to them is for them to draw it out as wine. It was not wine. That should have been water. But simply believe in Jesus. Just taking him at his word, refusing to doubt, refusing to infuse your own intellectual thought and, 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 and patterns into this, refusing to corrupt that Word that has come freely from the Lord, refusing to corrupt that which God is doing. They were able to experience the unusual. And so he said to them, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water, there, there was wine in it. And the wine tasted better than the first wine that was served. And so we see over in verse 10, and he said to him, he went to meet the bridegroom and said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests are well drunk, then the inferior wine is served. Why? Because they don't know the difference. They were, they're all drunk. So th that was always the trick being used then. But he said, you have kept the good wine until now. Meaning that wine tasted better than the former. Isn't that what scripture says? It says the later rain will be better than the former rain. And so he was experiencing this right here, but it came to be by simple obedience, just risking yourself on God, risking yourself on this word, risking yourself to him to do only what he says. And so we see here that in the midst of that 
challenge in the midst of that shameful experience. If you can just trust in the Lord, doing the unusual according to his instruction, notice the emphasis there is doing whatever he says. You're sure to experience triumph. You're, you're sure to experience great victory in every area of your life. Is your marriage at the verge of divorce or separation today? Are you at the verge of bankruptcy? Has an hurricane blown all you have away? Jesus is saying to you right now, there is change for you in me. And if only you believe, you will experience the transforming power of God in your life. Because with God, all things are possible. And to him who believes, nothing, absolutely nothing shall be impossible. And when you believe, remember what Jesus said to Jairus? whose daughter was lying sick unto death, he says, only believe and she shall be made whole. And I hear the spirit of God saying to you this hour, only believe and you shall be made whole. Only believe and that situation will be turned around for the best in your life. Only believe and you will be used by God as a change agent in the world around you. Have a wonderful and a blessed day ahead of you today. This is just the beginning of our series that we've begun about being the change. Stay tuned. We'll continue tomorrow. And maybe you've been listening to me and you're yet to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. This is a golden opportunity presented to you by the Father. And Jesus is saying to you this hour, come unto me, all you that have labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will turn things around in your favor. I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. If you will open up, I will come into you and I will sup with you. And so all you need to do is to say the prayer of salvation with me. Also, if you have received Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ at a certain point in your life, and, but when things got rough and tough, you slipped, Jesus is saying you can return, you can return to me. You can return home now. I'm right here for you. And I will come into you and turn everything around for the best. And so just join me in this prayer of salvation. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today. I repent of my sins and I repent of the past and every evil it stands for. Take my life, Lord Jesus Christ, and do something beautiful with it. I believe you came to this world. You died. And on the third day, you rose again so that I might be justified, so that I might be saved so that I might be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for delivering me from sin, from death, from the curse, from poverty, from lack, from want. I thank you for my justification by faith. I thank you for my redemption by faith. I thank you for my sanctification by faith. I believe I'm made new in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name I've prayed. Amen. Congratulations if you said that prayer with me. Heaven is full of joy. You've just stepped out of darkness into the marvelous light. And heaven is so full of joy. They are happy for you. God is excited. He's rejoicing over you because he said there is so much joy in heaven. When just one soul comes 
to the knowledge of Christ Jesus and receives him as Lord. Why? Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so remember what we said at the beginning. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you need to get into the word of God to develop your faith because by the word, your faith develops. The just shall live by faith. And so you begin to know the heart of the Father, the will of the Father for you through scriptures. So more about Jesus, the effect of his death and resurrection on the cross for you. You find a New Testament from Matthew all the way through to Hebrews. How the world began, those who uh, went before us, how they lived their lives in obedience to the word of God. You find that from Genesis all the way through to the book of Job. Words of encouragement to pull you up in the midst of a trying time or uh, challenges in your life, causing a change for you. You find that in the book of Psalms, words of wisdom leading you, directing you, instructing you about how to run your businesses, your family, your life, every area, your finance. You find that in the book of Proverbs, words of prophecy concerning your destiny. You find in the book of prophets from the book of Isaiah all the way through to the book of Malachi. The book is complete with everything you need to live your life victoriously. And the Bible is the word of God spoken to us in print, is the loved letter of the Father to us on a daily basis. And so it will do us much good to get into the word daily, communing with him and getting to know his heartbeat for you. That way, you're able to experience his power in your life, causing change in every area of your life and living and in the world at large. And to have a glorious and a beautiful day ahead of you today. Remain ever blessed. Why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. You can link up with us on Twitter at Breakfast Glow. You can also link up with us on Instagram at Global Broadcasting, and you can follow us on all our social media handles through our link tree at msha.ke slash Global Broadcasting, msha dot ke slash Global Broadcasting. Have a beautiful and a blessed day ahead of you today. Women ever blessed? Why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Peace. Bye for now.